Welcome to RegTech Impact, Lara. As we talk, you are the Deputy Director of the Office for Financial Market Innovation in Digitalization in Liechtenstein and also a board member of the Blockchain Association. I would just start, how would you explain your job to your parents-in-law? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. The, well, I get I get this question actually a lot. And in my case, it would actually add another layer of complexity because I would have to do this introduction into in Spanish with <laughs> my parents-in-law. But in English it's way it's way easier. And I the the question how I usually answer that is you need you need to take the people from because it's so abstract what what we are doing for for most people to take them from the known into the unknown. And where I usually start with with that You know, we all know the internet and we have had the internet of information for 40 years. So if I send you an email, if I'm sending you a picture, I'm not sending you that picture or that information, but information that can be copied. And this is good when it comes to information, but when it comes to things of value, like money or my vote or also share in the company, it is very important that it's not being copied. So this is what technological advances had brought us, this, this now, not just the information, the internet of information, but the internet of value so that we can, like we have before transmitted information, we can also transmit value and things of value digitally. And But what we see that the legal framework has been developed with a completely different infrastructure and business logics in mind. So it is like what I said before in our panel discussion, it is like putting a horse in front of, of a car. Because before we just had carriages And now we have, we have, we have, we have cars, and actually that makes it very apparent what the extremely different infrastructure is that we need now. And this is where I'm actually coming in. So it's a long <laughs> introduction to coming to the point that what we in Liechtenstein do, or what I'm doing, is to look at the legal regulatory framework and see what these new developments actually need. Do they need to be adapted or do they need actually a completely new set? Like if you think about the picture of the carriage and the car, you, you can imagine both are used to transport probably people or, or, or ladders, but you need completely different infrastructure to do that. And this is what I'm doing for the Liechtenstein government to come up with new ideas, how to embrace these new technologies and how to put them on their respective functioning guardrails <laughs> or highways in the car case. I think your parents-in-law will understand absolutely that. But let's discuss a little bit about the importance to consider RegTech because we're talking about RegTech. Why it's important to consider RegTech? Well, again, an excellent question. And I think the timing is very pertinent right now because we see an ever-evolving regulatory environment And that brings a lot of challenges to business and governments. They're grappling with uh, complex issues and challenges like data protection and consumer safety and, and also the, the regulatory requirements that are being necessary. And I think this is where RegTech comes in to harness or is coming in as a really transformative force to, to, to help actually to tackle these key issues in business and in governments equally. So for businesses that they can really focus on their core business and their core activities, what they are best at, and to outsource or to use tools to be able to have compliant business processes and, 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 and the programs. And for governments also to have enhanced insight and oversight, enhanced data analytical 
capabilities and, and options, which helps them in monitoring, in detection, in assessment, risk assessment, in also assess and understand upcoming and involving risks, and which is with just normal manual work and data processing and information, really, really difficult to, to, to tackle and to, to handle. It's very interesting. But if you talk about RegTech, also we should talk about technology. And which technologies are used in the RegTech space? Well, the most famous ones and most used ones are obviously AI and, and blockchain, cloud computing, machine learning, and Internet of Things. So so these kind of things, it really very much depends on for, for what you're using it, so the field of application and also the industry, because RegTech is not just associated or it's very often just associated with financial market and financial institutions, but it applies to all regulated sectors across all industries. And so it's very interesting in, in or it's, it's, it's important to look at what business does and what it has to do and what kind of regulations apply to it and then which technologies with which very unique capabilities and and special special functionalities can uh, can cater to these needs and requirements in the best way but i think we see in development and and thriving and increasing activity in in all these sectors from from well in all these in all these technologies and and how they how they develop and and thrive to to cater to these needs of the businesses and governments. Governments is a good point. Do we have an example of government initiative in to support regtech as in general? In general, yeah, of course there, there are some some initiatives like also you had this previous podcast with Deborah Young, right yes. in in Australia. Uh, so they are doing really amazing amazing things there. In Europe, I don't. Um, what came up in my mind when I when I was thinking about the podcast and, and where we could get in our conversation to bring into the conversation actually the European Digital Innovation Hubs. This is an initiative that is a really a key pillar of the Digital Europe program on, on EU level from the EU Commission that, that ties into the Digital Decade program and strategy of the EU. And it is set out to establish a global, not global, EU-wide network of, of these initiatives that are to help SMEs and the public administrations and also the, the normal people in the digital transformation. And they are very, very much used or, or should use new technologies to solve this problem. So, and I think I haven't heard anything because the, the network is just new and it's just starting to evolve, but that could be a very interesting aspect to use that network that actually has the mandate to make these new technologies accessible and to really provide assistance and, and help for SMEs and public administration in the digital transformation. If it comes out that this is actually because they're so tech driven, that this is a broader problem for SMEs and public administration, that they could come up with ideas and concrete use cases and also to test them, to test before invest. So these are the, the mandate they have from the EU side to actually use these, these technologies and to foster an environment of, of collaboration between governments, businesses and 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 also the public sector. So that could be a very interesting platform to promote RegTech initiatives and RegTech technologies on EU level. That sounds interesting. And if you go a little bit deeper, do we have an example for your government in Liechtenstein? Yeah, actually, so glad you asked. 
because we are we have on on the one hand a very very strong compliant based culture established in Liechtenstein, but at the same time also and it's one of the big pillars of our financial market strategy also to foster innovation and enable the the development of of new services and to harness the power of new technologies and to allow that we actually have a specific whole innovation framework consisting of different programs and formats and even also also people like my office to 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 work with that and to further innovation on, in the in the financial market center but beyond that as well and with that like one format is the innovation club and this is a government innovation format that is used for for companies or for entrepreneurs or companies together to bring in innovation ideas or to bring in ideas how to further the framework conditions in Liechtenstein and to fast track these ideas for to improve the conditions the framework conditions in Liechtenstein for the business so break that down on a real to to a real level an entrepreneur who encounters a problem now, for example, with online identification or verification, and he has a, a solution for that, but the FMA doesn't quite want to understand or cannot understand it, or that they can bring in and and because they have still certain regulations that hinder the application, for example, of this of this business model or of this of this technology, and then they could bring in an, an, an initiative to say, this is what we want to do. This is the problem that we see. And these are proposed solutions. It's rather informal, so it doesn't have to be a formal act. It's just, you know, you write an email or a, a letter with three pages just outlining outlining this problem and outlining the potential solution. And then we take this over and and provide a decision-making basis for, for the government. And if the political will is there, so if it is being decided by our prime minister to, to, to actually do that, then we are actually even implementing that. So it is a very fast-track initiatives and to bring in ideas from the market to foster the collaboration between the government, regulatory authorities, and the market participants to improve and continuously involve the legal and regulatory framework in, in Liechtenstein for, for the businesses. That's great. But to be concrete, how can a RegTech company collaborate with the government agency to develop solution? I mean, how the hell? Actually, also really, my the first, well, they're, they're, different, they're different approaches. One would be via such an innovation club, so to really bring in this idea. And the, the other thing is via my office or also the regulatory lab at the at the financial market authorities. So they are competent centers really dealing with and competent in these fields. And that can then business models or technology can be discussed. And then we can look in how to find a solution or how to best implement or how to guide them and with who they have to speak and what has to be done so that they can um set up their business and and bring their businesses actually into in life into into action can i say as a former regulator it's more important to discuss with the people yeah. and as you maybe a little bit also education i mean just to inform and get in contact i think yeah. this, this is something. crucial yes. and and i mean of course we have very short decision making path and and a lot of flexibility which i'm aware of course is is rooted in in also the size of the company the size of the company the size of the country and and the structures that we have set up but it's all about 
fostering innovation, talking, engaging in dialogue with, with the market, with tech providers to see where where well where where the where the where we're headed, what we will see, what so this is extremely important and I think different to, to many other jurisdictions and many other governments that there are these possibilities there to, to talk to people directly and to discuss these topics. We talked about the government, we talked about direct tech companies. Let's talk about, about financial institutes example. Do you have some unique challenges that financial institutions in Liechtenstein face when it comes to regulatory compliance? And how can RegTech solution address the challenges? Um, the, the main challenge is actually what we had before in, in our on the on the panel discussion is that the FMA still has, of course, their legal framework they have to adhere to. So they have, in our case, this Blockchain Act, but then there is the Due Diligence Act and the Due Diligence Ordinance. And sometimes, and, and we are also, you know, committed to the international standards, FATF, rules and, and recommendations. So there, it's, it's tricky that within these very strict borders or within these guardrails to find a way how to then can still also in our case cannot be all changed so quickly. So this is something where we can only look at it and see what are the challenges, what problems do they, for example, now with online identification, what problems do they run into and, and digital onboarding and, and these kind of things. But then they have to challenge that still they cannot outsource this, this solution. So when you want to use a rec tech provider that is actually very, very competent and, and, and good in doing that, still the obligation to to do the KYC, the onboarding and, and the whole processes lies upon the companies itself. So this is again, then we have the, the, the horse in front of the car. So this is a challenge that we're working on and and that we're that we're trying to to tackle absolutely interesting but let me ask a little bit about legal tech reg tech what what role do you see uh, reg tech playing in the broader fintech legal tech landscape in europe um well i think the importance as we said initially this continuous increase and development of regulatory requirements this is actually going to be a catalyst and a boost for for all of the rectech providers and the whole rectech industry so to foster compliance to actually manage the compliance processes and compliance requirements it's crucial to use to use a technology to to really do that We still see that, you know, KYC sometimes doing on Excel sheets and, and manually and all these things. So this is a huge problem where we see where we're headed towards is that this is becoming of increasing importance. And I think that what we will see is as the technology evolves and advances, the rec technology mainly, that we will see and it becomes also more, you know, sophisticated and intelligent and and user-friendly and, and tied in with existing compliance frameworks, I think we will see more integration of the systems, interoperability between the platforms and, and an increased and enhanced use of the international or the cross-border cooperation and, and, and integration. So I think this is where, where it is headed. But well, let me go on with the question. 
As a financial institution, you, sh you should stay up to the latest development in RegTech. Yeah. How they can do that on the best way? Do you have an idea? Well, I have three favorite recommendations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first one is very old school, continuous monitoring. So how you do that with the help of RegTech or, uh, or, or otherwise, this is, of course, it can always, is never wrong. The second one, which is actually my favorite, and that is this to use really associations, networks, and conferences like that. And as co-chair of the European Blockchain Association, I know firsthand how really what a value brings to the companies if there is an expert dialogue, if you have access to not just, you know, one 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 expert, but to a whole network of experts and best practices and exchange. So in my opinion, this is always where you get the best and the fastest all these developments and thirdly it always comes down to culture so to foster an innovation culture within financial institutions i think is also of crucial importance so to really encourage the employees to have a budget to have a commitment from sea level management level that that this is an issue and that that resources go in into that and so the resources go into that and that the that the employees have the the culture and the 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 incentive to 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 delve into this, indeed, into this, into this research and and uh, yeah, field and and to stay up to date. So this is, I think, is also very important. I absolutely agree. To the almost last question: How do you see the rec tech industry in five years? In five years, it's it's again not. I think it is what I said before that uh, you know we underestimate what we can do in one or two years but we sometimes or we overestimate other way around we overestimate what we can do in one or two years but we underestimate what we can do in five years but I I don't want to do predictions in terms of where the whole market is going but I think that the increase of of regulatory compliance and regulatory frameworks will enhance Rec tech development it will enhance this 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 the interoperability it will also we will see more these rec tech processes tied in with the processes of the of the government and of the of the businesses itself and and I think that the interconnection or the the collaboration between businesses and governments will will also increase and that it will become more more accepted and embraced because we need that it's not a status it's an it's a process innovation and the technology and their development so as we said before the the, the it's a moving target they keep changing it's no system is ever perfect so we need something to address that and i see these technological advances in RegTech as one key element to actually tackle that and to develop a process that continuously ensures that well that current risks can be addressed effectively and that future risks or once they emerge that the systems can adapt and and change to 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 find the answers and and to be effective in combating financial crimes and and to be compliant with regards to the legal and regulatory frameworks. It's a bright future for RegTech. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but great. to the last great. question, I would say, if you had the freedom to choose, who would you like to work with? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting one because 
I'm really fortunate to say that I have an amazing team <laughs> and people to work with. But if I can, if I could choose, I think I would, I would go with Peter Diamandis, the founder of XPRIZE and also co-chair of the Singularity University. I think how he pioneers emerging technologies and what we can learn from that and how to apply them on a global scale to the good of society and and our world. This is extremely interesting and I would very, very be very interested to or or would love to see like this Roger Bannister effect <laughs> to take effect on me. So to to see someone do that and to think like that to even broaden the horizon and 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 perspective. So I think this is something that I would find very, very interesting and inspiring, as well as Stephen Kotler, for example, from the Flow Research Collective. I'm part of that, but not just to pioneer the way what we're doing, but also how we're doing it. So to tap into the flow science and how we can optimize our our well our our potential and and maximize our potential and and bring that to life by tapping into our inherent capabilities and and superpowers this is something that i think is perfect very could be very interesting perfect. clara it was a pleasure to having you on my, my live rec tech impact podcast i would thank you thank you i can it's been a pleasure being here thank you very much <laughs> thank you.